If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode, as well as all of our other videos, like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? It's your boys, Paul and Evan, back at it again with another Bad Batch Review. Season 1, Episode 10, Common Ground. Before we get into it, um, let us know your thoughts in the comments. For us, possibly maybe the worst one of the season so far. We will um, elaborate. But we will break it down, so stay tuned. Yeah. Um, we're not going to try, we're not going to go too off of the other videos in this one. Uh, try to keep the same format style, you know, different categories and then breaking those down. Um, I wanted to start uh, with one of yep. the smaller parts of the episode, which was Omega. Omega took kind of kind of the back seat in this one, um, which is is a little bit new because for the most part she has been there every single episode, uh, and yep. sometimes she's been the main like the central plot of the episode. Uh, a lot of it is devoted to her, her development or her learning something or her being like chased for someone by someone. Um, but yeah, she was really in. She was in the beginning scene. Uh, she kind of got benched, and then we had a little subplot with her and Sid and her, like, gambling. Um, I'm going to be honest here. I feel like that entire subplot uh, was just kind of unnecessary. I feel like Omega could have taken an even larger step out of the show. That's that's not because I don't like Omega. I think Omega's great. One of the best parts of the show. But I feel like this episode could have been her little cool down. Um, they literally like could have. They also mentioned this during the mission when Hunter uh, says Omega can do this, and Tex like, oh yeah, she's not here. So mm-hmm. her being absent from the show, as long as being absent from the Bad Batch, would even help drive that point more that she's not here right now. I like. I feel like they're taking away time from the rest of the episode with this whole thing and her gambling. If they wanted to use that to resolve the debt, I feel like maybe at, right at the end. Um, they could have had, oh yeah, Omega solved all your debt, by the way, while you were gone. Um, I feel like those couple scenes we had were were a little irrelevant. Um, but I want to hear what you feel about her in this one. I, honestly, I might have to argue a little bit. Um, I okay. thought, personally, this was one of the brighter spots of the episode. Um, because at first, I thought it was just going to be her pouting <laughs> the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm happy that she kind of did her own thing. She started doing the hollow chess, and she earned back the um the um debt for them so now they're debt free i do think um we would agree that maybe it was too much of the episode maybe it did take too much screen time um but i would say flesh out the other parts give us more bad batch keep that role limited to what it was make the episode longer (laughs) like these are we've said it before this could be a two-hour episode if they really wanted it to um i'm not saying it has to be but give omega that backseat role make it a backseat role I, i'm fine with her gambling banging off the debt but show me more bad batch we're gonna get into all of that um so i think i would agree that maybe it did take up too much screen time in proportion but i honestly i was okay with it i thought it was pretty cool sure. to see her again holding her own helping out the team even though it's not in the direct mission that they were on yeah i i agree with that um but just get with the given length of the episode if they're not going to make it longer than what it was then this is the less um like the less you know important one that i would have focused on uh because of reasons which we will talk about later 
due yeah. to oh, the yeah. episode. <laughs> we'll That's my big, yeah, my big okay. reasoning behind this. Another right. reason I feel that way is because um, it's kind of weird how the whole point of her staying behind, she's not staying behind because she's helpless. I mean, she feels helpless in the episode, and Sid, you know, tries to pick her up and helps her with, like, you know, playing the hollow chess or whatever. The point more primarily is that she's being hunted by two lethal bounty hunters uh as well as essentially the empire since she's traveling with the bad batch and the bad batch is hunting the empire she is wanted she's a very valuable target the point is not that she can't handle herself the point is she needs to stay as safe as possible and doesn't need to you know go out in public when it's not necessary um and i agreed with that completely with the fact that she stayed there um but then, like, the whole point was her keeping a low profile, not, you know, causing trouble or being noticed. But then, like, at the, like Hunter says, at the end, she's got a crowd of, like, she's 100 people crowds, watching, yeah. yeah, watching her and Sid play hollow chess. That's not very low profile, as Hunter rightfully says. But then he's kind of made out to be the bad guy there. Um, the, his, his thing was never that she yeah. was helpless. His thing was making sure that nobody found where they were. Because at this point, Sid's bar is like their only safe place, and even even Wrecker was upset at Hunter. Like he nudged him in the shoulder and yeah. gave him a dirty look when Hunter said you were supposed to be keeping a low profile. I I disagree with that. I think I think that that Hunter's was in the right there. That you know the point. It's not that you know Omega is helpless. It's that it's safer when they're on a mission that they can probably handle on themselves, which they did. Uh, it's safer to keep her there so that she's not found. Um, and obviously, that doesn't change what Omega feels because she feel this makes her feel helpless, which is fine. And then Hunter comes in to you know talk her out of it. You know, let's play to find out here if we you win, yeah. and you'll come with us every time now. But my my issue is how it it feels like kind of like contradictory to where the point was her being there to have like you know keep a low profile, and then she's like celebrated for doing the opposite of that. That was kind yeah. of my big, and that's why I felt like the episode wasn't as good at, on a rewatch. I I will say though, I feel like Omega, um, and what she, I feel like this was more her doing. Like she wanted to say, "All right, I'm I'm supposed to keep a role low profile, but you know what? I don't care about that. I want to make the Bad Batch proud. Like, let me try to do something." Like she is a child. Like she is going to want to, you know, do sometimes irresponsible things. Um, but I do agree. Like maybe the bad batch should be the responsible ones hunter was he's like dude you're doing the exact opposite of what i said um that's like she should have followed that but I, honestly i give her some slack because <laughs> like i probably would do the same thing try to make my dad proud or my big bro proud um but i agree i feel like that is kind of kind of weird they could probably figure it out a different way to make her i don't know maybe make back the dead or you know get back in hunter's good favor like she did um, they didn't necessarily have to <laughs> draw a crowd like that and contradict themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, but I like my suspension of disbelief is just that, all right, she's a kid. She will be irresponsible at times. So I, I wasn't too minus about that, but I, I do what you see what you're getting at. Yeah. And my, my problem wasn't Omega. It was just how the episode went about yeah. doing this. And then it ends up making Hunter out to be the bad guy, sort of, just right at the end there, even though what he said to do was the right thing at the moment. I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was fine with how Omega felt about it. I thought that was in character. That made sense. Um, but just the extra amount of time we spent 
on that just for them to go back and then like undo what the whole point of it was. It just felt yeah. like it could have we could add more of the of the runtime dedicated to the rest of the team, which yeah. I figured was the point of benching Omega was to give us an episode about the team. <laughs> so then it, they bench her, yeah, but then yeah, they yeah. find a way to keep her in it and then take screen time away from the Bad Batch, which is, you know, what this episode I thought was supposed to be about. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, uh, one positive here, one cool thing, uh, we learned that Omega is really good at strategy. Um, yeah. I, mean, I like just how we're just slowly finding out more and more details about her capabilities and, uh, you know, the types of. I guess not modifications we know now, um, but like why she would be this sort of valuable kind of clone that the Kaminoans are after uh, being one of the only sources of, of this genetic material left. Um, she, you know, she's learning a bunch of new abilities. She can use the bow pretty well. She's a good, good strategist, as we found out. We've seen her handle herself in past episodes. Um, so I think it's just cool slowly learning what she can do. Yeah, she seems to be like an ace wall cards. Um like primarily she's been leaning towards like hunter and his abilities um and he's been like you know the big bro role we've seen that um and i think the strategy part is playing into that again it's them to like having the the final chess duel um because i guess hunter's probably the best hollow chess player of the bad batch so <laughs> that's pretty cool um but we have seen um i think the first episode um but also with her bow she's like pretty much a sharp shot kind of like crosshair um she seems smart kind of like tech but to me it hasn't really been in the same way tech is smart it's more been like hunter smarts like um intuition almost so i'd like to see if she is again this jack of all trades that everyone's saying like an amalgamation of the bad batch i'd like to see her uh display more of tech traits and also wrecker um the strength but i don't know because again she's a child i don't know if they could do that um <laughs> uh, she just but, gets jacked. Yeah, I, I guess my point is, and this is like a larger issue, is they're really hitting the the Hunter and Omega dynamic on the head, and I still want to see like the rest of the Bad Batch like flesh out their kind of relationship with Omega, maybe by her skills developing or just in general. Yeah, that um, I agree with. I think you know, getting more of them, not even just by themselves, because we'll talk about that in a second, but with her, with her in general, because it seems like Wrecker. And mostly Hunter are the two that, you know, yeah. talk. Wrecker as well, yeah, has yeah. been good. Um, but, like, Tech and Echo, they're just kind of, she's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into Tech and Echo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, we'll do that right now. Let's hop uh, right into moving it. Moving on to the Bad Batch themselves. This episode had humongous wasted potential in my eyes. Um, yes. we, find out that we, we find out that Avi Singh, the senator, is a separate... Great guy. Wait, wait, hold up. Yes. Great guy, by the way. Another highlight of the episode. Let me just yeah. get that in there. <laughs> but continue. Definitely. Sorry. I, I really, I did, I did like obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is a separatist. And when Sid gives them the mission, the whole team is like hesitant because they don't want to, they don't want to rescue a separatist. They're like, this is yeah. why. No, I'm not taking Omega to a separatist planet or place with the Empire. They don't want to rescue him. They have been born. To be against the separatists, they were taught to. They're literally in a war against the separatists for their entire life, and now they're being told they have to go rescue one. And it's not like they have a choice because Sid is their only safe place right now. You have this huge setup for this conflict about them not wanting to, to rescue the separatists, um, and then let's just nothing comes of it at all. Absolutely zip. 
nothing. We get Echo on the shuttle. He's like, but he's a separatist. And Tech's like, yeah, you know, we you said it like 10 times. And then they're just over it. They're just, okay, That's let's it. just go save him. And then there's like a couple snarky side comments about Rex. Like, oh, you're not, you're not our friend, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Um, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> like, yeah, and like that was all we got of it. Um, yep. Like, they don't have any sort of prop. They don't, in our view, we thought that the group would kind of split down the middle with maybe Echo and Tech, ha- or not Echo, maybe uh, Hunter and Tech, maybe having accepted it. And it's like, okay, we got to do the mission. But then Wrecker and Echo seeing a droid and a separatist that they have to help just not wanting to go along with it. Maybe the mission collapses, something falls apart. You know, there's a problem that they have to learn to fix by trusting the separatist or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is where I think a lot of the runtime from the Omega plot could have could have gone to. Mm. Um, and that's more more of why I didn't prefer that. Not because it was like the worst thing ever, but because of what it took away from this episode. Um, there's a lot of people pointing out this cool moment where Echo says, uh, live to fight another day to the Separatists at the end, just like our yeah. boy Hard Case did uh, in the Umbara arc, RIP. Um, <sighs> but that wasn't earned at all. That was like the only thing Echo ever said to the dude. Like, that was that was not earned at all. It didn't feel like it It resolved this, you know, this thing. Like, I, I just, it just kind of, I was underwhelmed with the setup just leading to absolutely nothing, and then they try to wrap it up in, like, one line. Yeah, underwhelmed and unsatisfied, really. Like, there was, uh, specifically, I mentioned it in the reaction as well, when they they get caught in the mansion, um, when, again, the group is split up. You have Hunter and Tech, who, more or less, don't really mind the um, Separatists. Not that they like them, but they're like, all right, it's the mission, I gotta get done. And then Wrecker and Echo, who, outspokenly, do not want to be here, do not want to help Asepi at all. And for me, that's a perfect point to, all right, they're split up, have them butt heads away from each other. Have Echo and Hunter talk about Wrecker and, um, or no, Wrecker and Echo behind their backs and be like, I can't believe these guys are messing up. They got to follow the, like, they have to get the mission done. It's about the mission, not about politics. And then, all right, oh no, the alarm trips. Cut to Wrecker and Echo. They trip the alarms because they're they're button heads about why are we even here? I don't want to help him. And then they get caught. So they get caught up in the politics, and that like jeopardizes the mission. We already have like a jeopardy in the mission, seemingly out of nowhere. They just get caught. So why not put the storyline? Your art. You named the the, the the episode Common Ground. Why not put that storyline within that? Like it's it seemed like such a perfect opportunity for someone like me who knows little to nothing about story writing like that makes perfect sense i would have loved that but again there specifically i was losing it but the whole episode like you said it was just unearned echo goes live to fight another day like why did he tell that to him two like 20 minutes ago before like on the shuttle he's like i don't want to be here why are we even helping this guy like what changed we the viewers saw nothing change except they blew up some attes which is cool. I like that, but it makes it so much more fulfilling and satisfying when there's story behind it. And this yeah. episode, more than any, we, me and Evan both have like, wow, like that's ugh, they dropped the ball. I'm, I'm sorry, they yeah. really did. Yeah, um, I, I think it would have been better if that wasn't even brought up at all, and they just left it as it was, because then it would just be regular casual story, whatever. But just to tease us with a setup of this intriguing idea. Yes, uh, of, the, of ideology 
in these clones, which is, you know, a big point, like a big, you know, selling point to me anyway. And then to just do nothing about it is just really disappointing. Um, the description for the episode, like on Disney Plus, the little blurb, it's is literally the Bad Batch has their ideology challenged. Okay, <laughs> sure, for like two minutes, and then they get over it. Two seconds. And then it's yeah. just like, okay, we're good now. Yeah. I, I just, that was a, like, you can watch in our reaction, every every time they hint at something, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, common ground. Like, they made with the episode. These are separatists. They're not going to want to do that. And then yep. it just, like, nothing at all comes from it. And that's why I was as hard as I was on the Omega, Omega arc, because on its own, okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But with the issues that I said with the Omega arc, along with this, which is the bigger thing, taking away the the valuable minutes and screen time that this could have, that this story arc could have been, is why I was dissing on the Omega bit so much. Because if the point is to have her benched so that you can do something with the Bad Batch, why do bring something. her back more <laughs> yeah. to take away screen time from the thing yeah. you're setting up in the first place? So it's just like, a, like I don't know, just it just felt odd. It's all, yeah. like, just, it was just bad. No, I, I think when you have, because the Omega storyline, it's like, it's an okay storyline. I said it was a brighter spot yeah. just because yeah. of how, but when you have a just okay storyline, a B-plot, compounded with a very, in my opinion, honestly, very weak a plot, it just snowballs. It makes you underappreciate the B plot because in the whole, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So then you get more picky and choosy and you're like, hey, this doesn't make sense. What gives? Whereas if we had a lot of development, we had a lot of <laughs> ideologies challenged, like actually, um, then you would kind of overlook, be like, okay, yeah, she's just a kid doing whatever. I don't really care about that because it was such a good yeah. episode. Yeah. But when you move, like when you miss out on these opportunities, it's just the overall experience is like watered down and that mm-hmm. stinks because we love star wars we love the bad batch the action was cool the it looked great but the yeah. story star wars is a story like that's what it's about and that's that's what it needs to be about to be good and really drop the ball yeah i mean it's just and like i mean like we said the epi- it's not like i hated this episode it's not like i yeah. think it was like the worst thing i've ever seen like I was fine. Like it was like it just felt like a middle of it felt like a Clone Wars filler episode. Yeah. Um, which is a great transition into the fact that the last time we were on Raxus, which is the hey. planet in this episode, they actually challenged the ideology that was <laughs> literally in Clone Wars. The last time they were on this exact same planet. Um, I, I think it's called Heroes on Both Sides. Uh, was one of the episodes. I can't remember if that was the only one or if it was like a two, three arc. Um, right, but Padme and Ahsoka come to Raxus uh, to talk to Mina Bonteri, who is Padme's friend. Uh, who they used to be, or they're still friends, but Mina's in the Separatist Senate. And it's about Ahsoka, you know, coming here and realizing that all, not all the Separatists were Count Dooku, that not all the Separatists <laughs> were droids. A lot of them were just people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that she grows to be like her and Lux. They become friends. She sees that Mina is actually a nice person. Um, Padme and Mina are friends despite being on opposing sides of a war and that what's funny is that was like a decade ago and then we're back on the same planet and they promised to do that again or at least they set up to do that again and then it just kind of is subpar in comparison. I, yeah. I much prefer how it went down in Clone Wars 
Um, because like that whole you know, and then we find out that Dooku has Mina killed, and then Oof. it just shows you that that Dooku is not even most separatists. Most separatists are just people like Mina who want to leave the Republic. Um, but you know, I yeah. thought that was funny. The, the how uh, yeah. same story, same planet, and one did it a lot better than the other. And I think the reason we're being so harsh is because again, we see how well he did in Clone Wars. We see the potential. We see what it could be. Like this could have been a great episode, and missing out on what we know could have been like a a, a nice, like awesome little episode just hurts. So yeah. <laughs> we might be coming hard. Like again, we liked the episode. I, I rewatched it. It was cool, but just missing out, like oh, especially when it's right there for the taking. It's just ah, oh, it yeah. hurts me inside. <laughs> and that's that's mostly why I was you know so harsh on the Omega bit because could have used yeah. all of that screen time for those cutaways in the middle. Just you know use that for some dialogue, some talk, some like change. Something happens with the group or something. <laughs> ideology of it supposedly yes. supposedly being challenged but we didn't just we didn't really something. get anything and then they just at the end they just like they plop yeah. in that line by echo just to say oh yeah no they're over it it's fine now they found the common ground they yeah. find the common ground immediately yeah. it's like i i don't know there was no search for it it was just there um, yep and that was that was very disappointing um and just to see like the comparison between the last time they were on literally the same planet uh mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just done so much better before. Um, yep. But yeah, any, anything else on this uh, this little, you know, missed opportunity here? Because I do want to eventually move on. Okay, now nah, let's 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 okay. hop off this for a um, second. Yeah. Cool detail. Uh, the Bad Batch—they're still stunning clones. They're not shooting them. Uh, we, which is a little weird because uh, episode eight, I think, on the Venator. Uh, mm-hmm. They were just killing clones left and right. Even Omega was getting in on the action. She was using her oh, bow yeah. and just like shooting clones right through the chest. Um, I guess that's all right because that was a lot more of a life-threatening, you know, yes, situation. Yes. Where if if they just kept knocking them down, what if they get up again? You know, you know, you just that was for, like for their life, for their, you know, for Omega essentially because she was about to capture two. Crosser was there. That was a lot more intensive a situation than this. Um, which is probably why they were still, you know, just stunning the clones, knocking them unconscious. Because uh, at the end of the day, they're still, even though they're not as close to regs as you know they they're each other, they're still they're still basically they're still brothers, and they didn't really want to kill them. Uh, at least I I feel like that would be the better way to think of it. Um, yeah, that they just want to they they don't want them to die. No, yeah, you, I remember you, you called it out um in the reaction where. Like, this is way less of a do-or-die, them-or-us situation, where they go into it, like, they premeditated their whole plan, so they're, they're, I mean, they have more thought behind it to where, okay, let's stun these guys, we, we know we're going to get in and out, get the guy, whatever. It's not, oh my goodness, these guys could kill us, they could kill Omega, they could capture us, they could blow this whole ship up, like, that was very much an emergency where, <laughs> again, it's kind of like self-defense, like, they're going to kill me, I'm going to kill them. But now we see where it's kind of more espionage, kind of like, oh, we'll knock them out just so I can get in and out, and we're gone. We don't want it, because, again, like you said, they're brothers. So while some people might say that's inconsistent, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, Where (laughs) I do want to contrast Rex, because I could see this being a counter-argument, where Order 66, pretty much a (laughs) do-or-die, them-or-us situation. But Rex, way closer to Regs than the Bad Batch, again, like you said. Um, so I don't think that's a valid comparison because 
again, Rex, it was his own 501st crew, that would be like them trying to kill Crosshair. Which, again, would be unimaginable, I think, even if it is do or die. So, again, I don't think it's it's that big of a like a continuity error. I think it's fine. And I think it's makes sense for them to wanna like not kill their brothers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um yeah, that was just a cool thing I noticed. Uh obviously season seven you got that Venator's crashing and you know Rex is still there. He's just, you know, stunning all the clones. Ahsoka's deflecting the blast instead of actively mm-hmm. trying to like stab them. Um you know Rex is a lot closer to them, like you said. Uh but you know, it's just a cool detail like that. Um See, the whole thing wasn't bad, okay? It was good yeah, stuff. That's there is cool little details like that. I mean which makes it like again, it could have been so much better. But let's uh, we we we've we've set our piece on that. I, yeah, what's that also kind of sucks because moving on to sort of stuff other stuff in the episode, I think this is one one of the best looking episodes. Um just the design of Raxis, uh like the lighting and the colors of the planet. Um, updated in with today's animation, I that oh, just, yes. it was amazing. Um, like it was such a vibrant place. Uh, I I don't know. And something about the animation was really nice too. The one specific moment that um, that we both kind of looked at is when they blow the hole in the wall and they walk in. You just have, about to bring that up. The hallway, the tunnel is completely dark. You have all the light shining in from outside, and like the rocks are crumbling from the hole, and it looks so real and it looks so great. Um, it's ironic that this is one of the best looking episodes. Uh, but probably one of the worst content wise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the lighting has been and like the animation has been on point so far. There's probably been a couple I haven't like dissected it like some people have. I know there's some weird like weird things with things that aren't in focus I saw online somewhere. Okay. Um, so they probably didn't have the full budget as maybe season seven of Clone Wars did. Mm-hmm. Um but it it still looks really good. And if you can go back to like Clone Wars seasons one and two mostly. Oh, it is man. crazy how far this style has sort of evolved. Yeah, absolutely. I think like even every episode, they find a new trick like to pull. Because I remember episode one, I was like, oh, what a great shot. But every episode, we keep saying it like, oh, it gets better and better. It really does. They yeah. Like the animators somehow find a new like, oh, check out this crumbling rock. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know we could do that, could you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awesome. Again, it's great to see that. But when you have a weak episode, like ugh, it waters it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit, uh, but Avi Singh, I actually really like this dude. Um, yes. the, the highest, the highest point of the episode to me was that beginning with him, uh, and the, the Imperial, like the Imperial is like, yeah, your Senator agrees with our occupation. He knows that the empire is what's best for the people. Everyone's booing. And he's talking quietly to his droid about how he doesn't think it's right. Um, he goes up and he, he starts to talk BA empire, but then he realizes that it's wrong and he, he stands up for his people that was the highlight of the episode for me, that beginning scene. Absolutely. Um, and then even at the end there, when they're getting on the shuttle, he's like, no, I, what am I, I can't leave my people like this. You know, he doesn't want to leave them. And all that while being a separatist, which is just more, you know, more examples showing of how, you know, separatists aren't always the bad guy, you know? Just exactly. like in that Clone, those Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. Um, it would have been helped further had the bad guy <laughs> been, you know, kind of there along for the ride with that. Dude, this Avi Singh, we, I mean, me especially, I kept saying, like, oh, I love this guy. Like, but realistically, he was the perfect separatist for the Bad Batch to befriend. Maybe they yeah. will next episode for a little bit more. Um, but he's a man of the people. He, he joined the separatists because he thought it was his people's best interests. Now mm-hmm. that the Empire's here um, and 
in the face of military occupation, he says, you know what? No, I disagree. Like, I don't care what you're going to do. Imprison me, whatever. I want my people to be happy. And I feel like the Bad Batch and clones in general would respect that. Um, So, like, I think Avi Singh was very well written. Again, that first intro, the cold open, was probably the best part of that. You know, yeah, it was the best part of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which stinks, because, again, so much potential when you have a guy who's so like how can you not like avi singh <laughs> yeah this guy with this Jesus epic awesome. mustache how do you dislike that? oh my goodness the monocle too like everything points to him being a great like sympathetic separatist to the bad batch and ugh, we lose it there a yeah. little bit but obviously in general i can't complain there i think him and his character was a good bright spot of the episode yeah even his droid, um, I I didn't mind the. You know, a lot of people you have a droid character come along, and they're like, and they're the annoying one that yeah. people don't like. Another I, droid, like yeah. CZ eight or C CZ eight. I'm pretty. There's sure. an eight in there somewhere. Um, yeah, but I I didn't mind her. She was pretty cool for her being servant. There's a couple funny moments where she's like, you know, this is my master's house. Do you know? And then they turn and point their gun. She's like, oh oh, okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and and oh, that yeah. vase. The, yeah uh... yeah. Oh yeah. I, She's walking around with it the whole time just for Avi to use it to like smash over a clone. Um, this is hilarious. Yeah, uh, I never liked that base anyway. Uh, but yeah, those two characters, um, I, I thought were pretty cool. I, I don't know if I'd want to see them throughout the rest of the show. Um, yeah, they, I feel like they were, I would have liked them more had their subplot with the Bad Batch been more fleshed out, then they would have exactly. been even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like I feel like they're the perfect one ep- one episode <sighs> one story grouping of of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just you know they they just the show did not deliver on that. But you know them themselves, I I they were pretty nice. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> that's I was literally gonna say the same exact thing. Like they're perfect one episode characters. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, not the perfect episode. Yeah. And the Empire that is uh, there on Raxus that he's fighting against. Um, we see more of their uh, leaving the old ways of the Republic. The ATT had none of the Republic colors or the iconography. The nope. maroon was gone. It was just all gray. Um, I, I really like this transition phase where it's like a mix of the two. You have like the colors of the eventual Imperial, you know, like walkers and ships and destroyers and whatever. Plus the, the Clone Wars designs is a great middle ground because, you know, transitioning at first, they don't have all the resources that they eventually have. So they use what they had from the Republic, just recolored. Um, same with the clones. They're all blank clones now. Um, I, I just think it's cool when we see more stuff like that. I, I want to see uh, a clean Venator. Just, you know, uh, I don't think we've gotten one yet. I, yeah. I don't think we have. All the ones we've seen were destroyed in, uh, on, uh, uh, what's the, what's the planet? The trash planet. Um I can't. I can't. Rocka, I know. Rocka. Yeah, Rocka. Rocka. I was thinking. Oh, Rocka. I almost I thinking, forgot too. I was thinking Rax. Ride Raxus on my mind. I was going to say yeah. Raxus, but that was no. Yeah, but those Rocka. are the only Venators we've seen on on Rocka. Um, I, I want to see an Imperial one with like none of the like maroon, especially the Clone War style too. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be yeah. heartbreaking, but it would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I do want to say though, it we've mentioned it before, but just the clones. Um like something familiar in that new context, like that emotion it brings, it's still kind of like eerie or like, I don't know, it gets you your stomach like churning because again, yeah. like we spent all this time, 17 years of Clone Wars falling in love with them. And now boom, they're the empire, all the personality, yeah. perfectly gray, like, oh, 
it's it's really cool to see and that's kind of like the subtle nuance behind it that might get overlooked but i do want to want to mention that again yeah yeah it's great we've been seeing that throughout the whole show Mm -hmm. um they've been giving us more and more you know little details about that um speaking of little details one thing i noticed the second time around watching this episode our boy hunter actually like he has a holster now for his pistol for his dc-17 he actually on his right hip uh, for his dc-17 which is just so weird like i'm glad he does now because that's been a big thing so far not a big thing but like he would like normally before you see him tuck it behind his back but on the character model there is nothing there (laughs) there's no holster clip or anything and then in the cad bane duel he just kind of has it plopped on his hip like not in a holster it's just kind of sitting there and then now he's finally got a holster so i'm wondering what the actual like what he actually has yeah i i completely missed that i'll try to find a uh, yeah I do know, like, because again, I have the uh, Shadow Black series. Yes, sir. <laughs> I have the Hunter figure and nothing. You can't display him with the DC 17 pistol. Like, there's nowhere to put it unless he's holding it. So, yeah. Um, it is a weird little thing. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. I can't find a good picture of, like, him from that side because it's on his mm-hmm. right hip. Uh, no. There was just the one from what I saw anyway. Uh, but I saw that and I was I was like, wait a minute. Like it does it just pop there? Does he have a holster or does it go magically behind yeah. his waist and just disappear? I feel like this uh, is another echo helmet situation. <laughs> uh, Hopefully the they'll resolve it in the same way. Yeah, if I'm if you go back and watch the episode, it's it's definitely there. He's got a holster okay. for it. Um which That's I fun. I feel like that would be something you'd put at the beginning of the show. But you know, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a minor little nitpicky thing. But mm-hmm. I guess it's cool that it's finally there. Um, but the the last little thing I had anyway, uh, we didn't see who won that hollow chess game at the end of the episode. Um, I I feel like that's kind of... I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. That's kind of an important detail, whether Omega is going to come with you or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play it off as like a lighthearted sort of bonding moment. But imagine that scene if hunter wins and then she can't go with them it's like this happy's like let's play a game just to see and they're all smiling and laughing and hunter just like boom wipes the board you're yeah. never coming with us again and it's like, <laughs> why would you have that be a possibility with the yeah. tone it didn't make sense with the tone of the scene there um but i don't know what what do you think about that little ending i there? think no i do agree that was kind of weird how they just faded out there they didn't even start playing the game he's just like all right let's play they sat down and boom roll credits <laughs> um but I do, I do think it's another thing where, since the whole episode was weak as a whole, that you notice that, like, that that stands out more than it should. Like, <laughs> that then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, wait, that doesn't make sense either. Because, like, again, it could have just been a throwaway thing. Like, oh, they play for a game, and then she she's going to come back no matter what. But then they say, no, let's play for if you're ever going to come on a mission again. Like, again, another weird choice. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like they could have substituted hollow chess for another game or something in general. Like there should have been another way for her to make back the money that one wouldn't be this weird, like <laughs> weird, like ending where yeah. we don't really know what happens. And two wouldn't draw attention and kind of like contradict it. Yeah. Or at least um, just another way, another reason for them playing. Not yeah, or not. She'll be on the team. Yeah. Just like. But again, it's it's those little things like where if the Bad Batch has a great ideologic, like, 
epiphany <laughs> and there's this great episode i'll be like yeah whatever they're just playing it she's gonna come whatever i, I can overlook that like i could suspend my disbelief but yeah and i just want to reinforce when you have the week episodes like that it just stands out more and i don't know i just ah, i hope yeah. this is the last episode to do that um where we lose so much potential because again we're getting this was episode 10 we're more than halfway done the se- series yeah. i want to <laughs> kind of pick up um but yeah, weird. Another weird choice for I guess like no reason. Yeah, I don't know, but you know it is what it is. Um, the fact is now that the debt to Sid is paid. Uh, yeah. For a couple episodes now, I've been kind of hoping that we would have moved on from Sid by now. Um, like she was fun for the couple episodes at the start there, but I feel like we're kind of just wasting time here because the only purpose she has is like their little safe house for them for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like doing these little side missions for her i kind of hope that maybe now we could kind of move away from her um i liked what we got of her already uh but it's getting a little bit annoying um i i i hope that this means that we can expand you know go beyond just hey let's we're doing another mission for sid you know yeah no we both said it like sid's a cool character she's a great addition but kind of overstaying her welcome like i agree i think if like it goes another episode like that's kind of too far i'm kind of on the edge of my seat like all right because to me like before going into it i was like the bad batches are gonna be planet hopping running away from the empire doing this this and that but they've been doing side quests for a smuggler and bounty hunter like that's or not bounty hunter, but i guess ringleader kind of not where i saw the series going kind of it i mean it makes good it's been good story so far it kind of makes sense but overstand the welcome like like let's move on type of thing <laughs> speaking of moving on uh any any final details you got here before we wrap up i think that's it for me um i guess predictions um, I, I guess I, for me I, I, like you said kind of i think now that that's paid we are gonna finally move on um we've kind of seen everyone in the trailers that like was, rex we've yep, seen yep. fennec we've seen so I'm hoping um, maybe another run-in with the Empire or something, they catch up. But new planet, new people. I think Avi Singh was a great new character. Again, I think it would have been an excellent one-episode character. <laughs> uh, yeah. The episode wasn't good, as we've discussed. But if we can do it next episode where, I don't know, they go to a new planet, maybe help out some locals, maybe find new shelter with those locals, meet another yeah. great new character to the series, I'd be really for that. I think... That's the one aspect of the Bad Batch I want the most, other than like development with the Bad Batch himself, is the new characters. Um, I think Sid's been good. Who else? Avi Singh. There's someone I forget in the early episodes. Uh, I don't know, but what was that? Sorry. Cut the Queen. Oh, he was cool, but again, he's a returner. I, I want to yeah. see like more like brand new characters. I want to be developed. I, oh, that's going to bother me. I know someone. But anyway, I think that's where, or I hope, that's where we'll go. Like, new planet, new characters, probably on the run from the Empire. Though, that's my, like, conflict of the episode. But, what do you think, Evan? <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of unpredictable at this point. Because, like, you just, it's hard to yeah, just say, based on context clues, exactly what's going to happen next. Because it seems like it's just random, you know. That is um, true. I feel I've been I, off. I feel like they probably <laughs> will be totally. leaving Ord Mantel. Um... Maybe they'll have the beginning of the episode will be set there. 
Uh, but I feel like they'll probably bounce from there to do something. Uh, whether they're returning at the end, I I don't know. I think we've seen all the trailer footage up to this point. I think the last yeah. trailer footage was from this episode with them with all the clones on Raxus. Uh, and that I don't even think that was in the original trailer. That was in the the mid season trailer they put out like a couple weeks ago. I mm. believe we've seen everything from the trailer. I could be wrong, uh, but yeah. yeah, like you said, for the most part, all the characters are, that are in it anyway, we've pretty much seen. So that's definitely uh, a positive. That means there's that most of the stuff coming out is stuff that we have no clue about. Since exactly. the beginning of the show, like we knew that Rex was coming, we knew about certain fight scenes, we knew stuff was happening. Uh, but it's nice to have like absolutely no clue what's going to happen. Um, I guess what I want to see, uh, I want to see a slow episode, a, a sort of methodical character episode, uh, which is what I thought this was going to be. But it kind of turned <laughs> into a you know fun actiony one. Yeah. Um, but I want a slower kind of like episode one, um, which was all was like that slow episode plus the action episode because it was so long. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want the vibe like that. I kind of want to see our characters maybe divided or on something or, you know, I basically want what this episode was supposed to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I want to kind of want a slower episode. Um, I want to see more with the elite squad soldiers. We had like two scenes of that uh, in episode, I think four is the one where they're on the asteroid, three or four, I don't remember. Um, yeah. But the Bad Batch is on doing their whatever on the asteroid. And uh, this new elite squad comes in, and there's this thing their buddy has with Crosshair because he's a clone. They don't think he should lead. Uh, and then Crosshair kills one of them. Those are all characters. Like we've seen their faces and we've heard them speak. Uh, but other than like in battle, like, yeah, he's up there or that's where the signal came. We haven't heard anything yeah. else from them. Uh, I feel like maybe we could go back to Crosshair and his squad, a more Crosshair-centric episode. Uh, while Crosshair and his guys were in Episode Eight, the main focus was the Bad Batch and Omega getting captured by Bane and all that. I want a more, you know, slower. Maybe on the Bad Batch's end, they have like the slow day. They have like the B plot. Uh, but I kind of want to get back. I, I want to get a little something with Crosshair and his supposed, you know, elite squad because I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of that since way in the beginning of the show. And those guys were marketed too, like the Flame Trooper one. Like they've been in promos and stuff. They made it seem like they'd be big characters. So hopefully they are. Who knows? I, I yeah. think that'd be cool to see as well. Yeah, we're running out of episodes. There's only six <laughs> episodes left. <laughs> yeah, um, they keep you know going. It's just like twenty three, twenty four ish minutes of, of per episode. Then we only got like what, like two hours twenty minutes left of the show. Um, don't so, say like, that oh. yeah i'm that's what i'm saying they gotta you know <laughs> they, i really hope that this second or i guess third this last third of the show really kind of kicks it into high gear um because this was the first uh like dud in a while because we were going I strong for like, I think yep. it was like seven eight nine or maybe six through nine or seven through nine were all really good episodes um and then this one just capped it off yeah in a really kind of bitter taste uh, but I guess moving on now to our our final thoughts, all of that, and at the end of it all, I still think this was an okay episode. Like, I, it yeah. was fine. The action was what saved it, and the animation is what saved it for me anyway. Um, but this is definitely my least favorite of the show so far. Uh, unless there's another stinker that comes up, this will most likely be both, uh, of, our, both of our bottom of the yeah. ranking episode. God forbid, though. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I hope yeah. if this is the worst that we get, 
that's then yeah. That, that is good. That's pretty yep. good. If the worst you can get is this, then I mean, I think you got yourself a pretty okay show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, just underwhelming. Um, this potential, like crazy. There were some redeeming factors, um, and some cool details that we did talk about. Uh, but yeah, how about you? What do you think here? Wrapping it up. Yeah. No, I, I pretty much agree with you. I do want to say though, like, while it may seem we get harsh on it, um, that's just a testament to how like how passionate we are, Star Wars fans, because we just want to see it be the best it can. And when we know it can be better, kind of gets us frustrated and again underwhelmed, unsatisfied. Um, but in general, like like we said, if this is the worst episode, it's still a great series. Like I'm I'm perfectly fine if this is the worst one. Um. Because again, looks great, action's cool, kind of all right. Stories just missing a couple little things, so I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely my bottom now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we will be at the end of the series. Be ranking. We'll watch the whole series over again, and then we'll be ranking the episodes from our personal least favorite to most favorite. Um, hopefully, that video won't be as long as the Mandalorian one. But this show yeah. is like double the length. Yeah, I know. So, uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah. Let us know what you thought. Do you completely disagree? Is this your favorite episode? Probably not. But there's, mm-hmm. you know, somebody out there maybe. Um, yeah. Let us know what you thought. Check out the reaction for this episode for our initial, you know, surprise reactions and all that, uh, as well as the other episodes and reviews for the other episodes. Uh, so yeah, thank you for watching, and we'll see you later this week with episode eleven. Peace out. See you later, alligators. Oh, we both did a little. Yeah, yeah. Peace out, Craig. Craig. I bet Craig (laughs) just liked this episode also.